Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. It is GoBirds number 75 right here on Radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm John Barchard. That is James Seltzer. That is James Seltzer. Uh, I'm not wearing a knee brace today, Joe. Looking fresh. Uh, Looks like you got a haircut, clean shaven, maybe even some sleep. Not really clean shaven. I mean, kind of clean shaven. I don't really ever do a clean shave. I just always have some sort of stubble, and then I let it grow out, and then I get lazy for a while, and then it gets annoying, and then I just like... Kind of shave it off, but never a close shave. We'll call it the John Hame. Sure. Yeah. I don't know who that John, is, but let's roll with it. John Ham. You know John Ham? Oh, John Ham. I think Hame? it's John Hame. I'm like, Corey yeah. Hame? Uh, sleep? No. No sleep. No sleep. I don't do sleep, John. No sleep. Uh, we won't sleep. Phillies had to go to extra innings last night, so I that know. was terrific. But it was worth it because it was a win. Thank so God. So that's fine. But uh, more- I would have been in a really bad mood. <laughs> more importantly, the more Carson importantly. Wentz Revenge Tour began today, John. Holy shit, does he look healthy. Oh my I'm so excited. God. He's going to win MVP this year. Uh, so Get ready. On, MVP season. If you missed it on Saturday during the radio show, we both just sat there and go, you know what it is? This has nothing to do with Carson's back. Carson's just waiting to get a, uh, an extension, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, you have Ian Rappaport saying there's no limitations. Doug uh, reconfirms that today. The first moment that you walk out on the field, he is there. He is chin-strapped. He is ready to rock and roll, and you're like, Carson Wentz is going to throw a lot of fucking touchdowns. Because like that's that's the only thing that's holding everybody up from being excited about Carson Wentz, right? Like the back, is, why isn't it healed? Why isn't it healed? It's been healed. No, There's I, nothing I, wrong I with think it. I think the the thing that's holding people, I think there are multiple things holding people back. First and foremost, is that there are still a lot of people out there who believe that Nick Foles is the guy that that Nick's their guy, and they're not ready to move on yet for some reason. And I think there are a lot of people who are just worried that Carson won't stay healthy. What we're here to do, John, is to tell all those people to relax. Because Carson, I feel so good about Carson Wentz this year, John. I think that... The the my biggest issue with last year, what we saw from him, obviously, I think the thing that we didn't talk about enough was the fact that it really felt like he just didn't have an off season to work on anything but his knee. Yeah. This off season, the man can focus on football again, John. The last time he did that, he was the MVP of the league for twelve games. 
I feel really good about where Carson's at. And look, like you said, I mean, the weapons around him are the best he's had yet in terms of diversity, in terms of talent. I really am expecting a monster season from Carson Wentz. Yeah, it was surreal watching Carson Wentz throw to Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. (laughs) Weird. Weird and great all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Good weird, but weird. But it was uh, it was really nice to see. I mean, like there's some new wrinkles that are happening in the red zone. Uh, J.J. Archega Whiteside was a Arcega. part of it. Arcega, Archega. I don't. It's Arcega. It is Arcega. Yeah, it's Arcega. Yeah. Uh, people can nail me for that. Uh, At least in, I've heard most people say Arcega. So I'm yeah. wrong with it. Arcega sounds better. So yeah. we'll, we'll stick with that. But uh, he was on Sydney Jones a lot. Sydney Jones, Uh-oh. ESP. Why do you have to be in Ireland today? Because both guys that you're like, eh, I don't know, oh, look fantastic. Like, okay, let me get this out of the way. Everything I say, it is OTAs. Yeah, I was, shorts, I was just about to helmets, say it. It is all of that. It is Doug Peterson yelling, okay, let the offense win this rep. Okay, let the defense win this rep. So remember all that when saying all these things. But, I mean, I look at I look at JJ and I go, this makes so much sense in this offense. Just be, And people look at possession-wide receivers and guys that are, you know, contested catchers. And we always automatically, at least my mind goes like, well, you're trying to sell me on – on Jordan Matthews, and it's just it's just not the case with this guy. Like, it is, he was out, he was in slot, he was out, he was in slot. Like, he was comfortable, and that was important to me. Now, he's beaten up on guys with, you know, the number 39 as a corner <laughs> and 45 as a corner and things like that. So I, I take that all into consideration when, when, you know, looking at these things. But Sydney, to me... I mean, looks fully, fully recovered from whatever he was dealing with, which is a good sign. And I know the next thing that you're saying is going, well, John, it's just a matter of time until he does it again. And fine, you want to think that way, you can. But Sidney Jones looked really, really good today. And that is a positive step for the brand. That's a positive step for me. For the brand. For the brand. Like, it was, uh, Sidney Jones looked really healthy. Look, look, and I, I will go with the OTA part of it where... I think last year I remember doing this exact podcast talking about OTAs, and I, I believe you opened it by asking me something to the effect of, is there anything that you could take away from OTAs? And I said no. So for the most part, nope. that is my general philosophy, but I do think at least with guys who are injured, it is good to see guys out there and healthy and looking good. So I think that's a positive. I need more time to be as bullish on Sydney as you are, but just from the perspective of the team makeup, we feel so good about the cornerback situation, and none of it's because of Sidney Jones. So if they can no. actually get, if Sidney Jones can be anything close to the guy they drafted or believe they were going to get when they drafted him, look out, man. Yeah, look was, out. That was big. Uh, my other, my other big impression from the day was, how about this? How about Clayton Thorson is one hundred percent going to beat out Kessler for that? Whoa! One hundred percent. Making a, a big assumption yeah, from OTAs I mean, like, here. I like it. There is a there is like a, Clayton guy. A, a gap in in where I thought looking at his tape and you're going like, all right. I mean, it's just whatever. But Jesus, like his. 
cuts a figure. Footwork. He looks the part. All of that. You know, great face. His girlfriend's real. Me just got confidence. All the stupid scouting crap that you hear a lot of time. But it's just. Is he an alpha, John? He's a, he's an alpha. That's all I want. I want you an know, alpha. He, uh, Give me an alpha. He was, again, showing off the calves, which I appreciate. Uh, Clayton's extremely Wait, light on his... Did you go up to his... him and be like, yeah, those are some <laughs> bullshit calves. You want to see calves? Look at these fuckers. Uh, Clayton is extremely light on his feet in terms of just moving around in the pocket and like had a lot of good throws today. Every every quarterback has a lot of good throws today, but uh, noticeably so when he's throwing to, you know, second group of, of running backs and wide receivers and things like that. So I... Uh, and Cody Kessler's just tiny man like he <laughs> looks like seltzer playing quarterback oh that's bad he's tiny. you do not want me out there playing quarterback i'm <laughs> like was, five nine yeah yeah he's like normal height he, guy but not for a football player and i doubt he's five nine but like from a hundred feet away he looks like he's five wow. nine compared to everybody that's going through there so i thought that was pretty uh glaring although a uh, shout out to fly 64 Carson Wentz did throw to Wendell Smallwood today. Wendell Smallwood's making the team. It was nearly, well, I don't know. I'm telling you, Wendell Smallwood is making the team. So can I tell you a little bit of the debate that was going on amongst the the press is uh, Trey Boston, or no. Boston Scott. Boston Scott, because I have safeties (laughs) on my mind. Boston Scott uh, was like the murmuring of the favorite to be RB4. And Wendell Smallwood saying goodbye after after that. But I, I will take that bet. <laughs> I will take that bet all day, every day. Because Boston Scott, who is doing punt returns along with Donnell Pumphrey, hashtag comeback season. Nope. Um, was you need to be there in the first place to have a comeback season, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. The speed is evident in there and between like, you know, Blake Countess and uh, you love Boston of, Scott, huh? I, I I don't love Boston You're Scott. You're in just, on Boston I'm Scott. Just telling you, everybody goes. You know, Boston Scott seems to be uh, RB four. I think we can start penning him in and things of that right. nature. I'm going to stick with just, Smallwood. I'm still yeah. my vote is for Smallwood. Yeah. I, that's my guess as to who makes the roster. Who knows? Maybe both of them make it. Yeah, Probably I uh, uh, or I, maybe there is room for if all four of them if they make it. Well, if Clement's not ready to go, yeah, then it then gets it more interesting sense. with that extra spot. Um, uh, Miles Sanders today not suiting up, which I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That is that is a little strange. I mean, you know, was here for the rookie camp, so was out doing things there. I don't. I'm not. I'm not worried yet or anything like that. But that is interesting. You would think he'd be out there. Um, Won't have. I mean, like Jordan Howard had two really big runs, but again, it was during the offense wins these reps reps. So it's kind of like not a lot to not a lot to roll with there. Yeah, but uh, I will say that just seeing Carson mix it in with. All the new guys that were there wasn't afraid to throw to somebody other than Zacharitz during the team drills. It's a positive sign there. Again, like he's already getting hand signals and things down with Deshaun in the first couple of days. All the things that you like to see kind of moving forward there. And again, the bigger story of who is not there. Uh, Lane Johnson not there uh, today. Don't uh, have any reasons why other than it's OTAs and they don't matter. Um and the same a few and, other vets it seemed weren't there yeah like Alshon I believe not Alshon there Alshon was right? not there Fletcher was not there um, <laughs> Fletcher doesn't do OTAs let me ask you this uh, who do you think was playing right tackle in place of Lane Johnson as the first one up I just by the way you're asking the question I'm gonna guess Jordan Mylotta yeah he was the second guy uh, Andre was Dillard guy. was it Dillard on the right it side wasn't Andre Dillard no. he didn't Andre Dillard did not once move from left tackle oh good good I really like that so Mylotta um, did take snaps today a lot actually during team and individual drills 
Uh, I saw that Big V was at guard. Yes, and didn't move from guard. It's interesting. So, I like. who else could it be out on the side? Matt Pryor? Matt Pryor. Get out of took here. all the right tackle really? one today. Would not have guessed Something that. Something to keep an eye on moving yeah. forward. Yeah. I thought between that and Big V, like, clearly you go, all right, Big V can't play left tackle, but he could fill in and play right tackle. It's a swing tackle. That's yeah. what he does. I mean, they they, of course, Big V did play left tackle in the Super Bowl yes, one, but yes. you know, whatever. No, baby, it's cool. <laughs> but they didn't They didn't move him from right That's guard. That's really interesting. And he was first up over Wisniewski, which was behind him. Very interesting. Really? Yes. So mm. I go, okay. I go, hmm. hmm. Now again, no, not everybody's there. You right. know, and Brandon Brooks is not there and whatever. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you're going Correct. Big V and Ike to start the season, I'm going to gulp a little bit. I would assume Wisniewski is going to be that right guard, but I don't I know. I hope Wisniewski is going to be that but right guard. But doesn't Big V make sense at guard? Yeah, for sure. Like it makes complete sense. I, I mean, get like, it. Oh, I yeah, see it. Duh. Yeah. I could see that. I, I would rather that than him step up into uh, right tackle. But uh, also, that's good news for Matt Pryor, too, if he is, you know, I mean, Swing again, tackle guy. if you're cross-training over there and being able to play guard totally. or right tackle, absolutely will take it kind of moving forward. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to know from OTAs that was I was going to start asking, but yeah. I think what you were leading into there was, was the big name that is not there that we talked about oh, a few yes, weeks ago. Of course. Uh, and then, yes, I would like to interview you about a certain two, few uh, Yeah, two weeks ago, somebody sounded like I said, I think it's a Malcolm Jenkins contract problem. <laughs> and then two weeks later, everybody's like, hey, I guess it's a Malcolm contract problem. And we're like, yeah, we're at the, we've arrived at the same point again. And, you know, I, uh, Joe DeCamera made a good point when I, when I called in the midday show, I don't. I don't know if this holds until like you know the mandatory stuff when it kids into June, but I, I mean I I think this gets resolved. I think it's pretty easy to get this thing resolved because he's just looking. I would assume for guaranteed money with his contract that it's currently there now. It's not like he's asking for another five years or something like that. I'm, again, I'm all, I'm assuming all these things, but. This gets done, right? I mean, this is oh, going to be an I think issue. It, I think it has to get done. Like we talked about, if you want to go back and listen to the pod for for deeper thoughts on it. But, you, I mean, we both agree you have to pay Malcolm Jenkins. This is a team that is trying to win the Super Bowl right now. And he is the most important, not the best, the most important player on your defense. So, they have to sign him. I think they'll figure it out. But what I will say to the people out there, I mean, I think that the, the predominant thing we see is, oh, it's just voluntary workouts. No, Who cares? Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. It's worth talking about. Yeah. All right, this is this is not just the Fletcher Cox thing where he wanted to go to the beach or whatever it is and just didn't want to come to OTAs. Which because he's Fletcher Cox because he's awesome, those things are okay. They're voluntary workouts, whatever. This is very likely because he wants a contract. It is a different situation. So I think to just lump it in with the oh veterans don't have to show up, who cares type of thing. It's a different type of situation. Just to be clear about that. But I do think, John, I'm with you. I think that come, what is it, June 11th, the mandatory time comes. I think it'll be settled. I think it'll be figured out. I don't think that Malcolm Jenkins isn't here come mandatories. Or if it comes to mandatories and there is no deal and he does decide to sit out, I think they figure it out pretty quickly regardless. Yeah, and I would be, I mean, you need him for this season. He has to be here. (laughs) So there's, it's not, and by the way, they didn't plan for any of this of like, hey, you've got to replace Malcolm Jenkins or like, you know, you can forget about more. I mean, the very smallest of slivers of chances that they end up trading him or moving on from him. I would even say zero. I, I, yeah. I, I, I it'll get leave done. that open. To, yeah, no, because, no. But, and you're right. Look, crazier shit has happened, but I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. And, I feel very confident they'll figure it out. And, and it, this is the time to strike for Malcolm. And, the, and again, no disrespect to anybody that I'm about to mention, but Rodney McLeod is still not all the way back. 
you know, like, and who in the world would start in, in Malcolm Jenkins shoes? Like that hasn't happened. You haven't had to think about that for a very long time. And maybe you just, you know, a popular answer might be Avante Maddox. And then sure, you have all these corners to go and deal with and you might be losing your best corner. Yeah. Although I will say. Oh, don't say Sydney already. Stop. (laughs) Stop it. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying a funny thing happened today where. They were in team drills, and Avante somehow it was just uh, uh, a levels drill. So it was you know, one guy that's uh, two guy, uh, a running back and a tight end running their roots. But um, it was Goddard versus some linebacker. It's not going to be here. And Avante Maddox kind of in this bracket coverage, and Avante like got in great position, and somehow Dallas. Still fucking wrestled the ball away. And you just hear Avante Maddox laughing as he's going like past the sideline towards Novaker going, Dallas, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's just like, God, it's just you forget how big Dallas is. And, you know, and Avante's 5'9". So there's there's that happening there. But uh, Avante... Looked good, of course for, he did for the first day. Best back, cornerback on the team. Why yes. wouldn't he? He would I be. Love he, that sh- guy. he should be. I yeah. love that guy. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, outside of that, I mean, it was just. Well, I wanted to ask you about Dallas of, Goddard because it stuff, did yeah. seem like Goddard of of all the names that we obviously there was a lot of Wentz stuff and how good Wentz looks, but the name that popped on social media, the name that you saw everybody talking about is, and again shorts and shirts and all that <laughs> but the name was dallas goddard everyone was saying yo dallas goddard was that your impression yes today? he was sunning everybody it didn't matter it's just like oh is the six one corner bop the uh, d- d- linebacker whoops that's a again that was going back to last year when we were, she chomped at the bit it was like please god put a line i dare you to put a fucking linebacker on dallas goddard and then they would get paid for it and every single time it was just like boom 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 i know that doug talked about it uh, in his one of his, you know, uh, or leading up to the draft press conferences, he uh, got asked about it today about twelve personnel and if they're, you know, trying to what's that word I'm looking for? Not uh, mimic integrate any, any oh, teams. Oh, yeah, if they're trying there. to, yeah, yeah, then she'll ask the question. Yes, and uh, are there any teams that I'm they're looking saying, at to mimic works? If they don't, I'm going to be fucking livid. I'm going to be livid, like you are. You are wasting a great chance at some of the best duo tight ending since in Philadelphia. Nailed like it's it. just, it is uh, duo tight ending. Yeah, write that down. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, think I'm going to buy that t-shirt. Right. Then we'll just say we're 12 personnel now, or something like that, because it's just he's too good. Like he's just too good of a pa- he's too good of a tight end in general, but he's too good of a pass catcher. To be sitting on the field somewhere, like I am, I am really excited to see with pads on Dallas Goddard this right, year. Back to the corners. Yes, um, you mentioned Sidney Jones looked really good. So many names there. Anyone else? Kind of. I know Jalen Mills not practicing. I'm not assuming. practicing. Okay. Yeah. Any anyone? Darby not practicing. Any of the other guys kind of jump out to you? The LeBlancs, the the Rasul Douglas, kind of someone who seems like almost a forgotten guy now at this point after a really great second half of the season last year. Any of those guys jump out at no, all? No, they didn't. Cravon uh, uh, had a, a couple of good plays early on some running backs just when they were doing kind of warm up drills. And uh, I tell you what, not non corners. Uh, I feel like we say this every training camp since he's been involved in the team. Nelson Aguilar looks. Really, really, really good. Like, I feel like each year he comes in here with even in better shape and, like, ready to do all this stuff. And now on top of that, and you can tell 
who is playing for contracts and who's not during the first day. Yeah, like, buddy. Vinnie Curry came out there ready to kill somebody. Nice. Like, you know, like, yeah, hey, I want to keep playing. I want to make sure I keep playing. And Chris Long retired. And he just fucking almost like, they this, like, hey, Vinny, slow down. Devastated about Chris Long, by the way. Yeah, I, I we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yet. I we, think we will, I think but. the Eagles have made it. We'll get it. we'll get into Chris Long in a second. Yeah. One, one, just you talking there and getting me thinking. I mean, I just started really thinking about what this offense could look like. The guys at Carson Carson Wentz, the receiver crew of Alshon, Deshaun, Nelson Aguilar, not even talking about JJ or anyone like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the best three he's ever had. Pretty handily, yeah. Goddard and Ertz, and then a running back group of Howard and Sanders and who else? I mean. Johnny. <laughs> if this Johnny! Move, we got a lot of questions. I'm sitting there talking to Zach Gelb, uh, and, and I go, like, if he doesn't throw 35 touchdowns, I'll be shocked. He, I'm telling if you, he doesn't MVP throw 30, like, <laughs> season coming. Or at least 30. You know, like, you just keep looking at well, each individual. 33 in 12 games. Like, you know, you, I know. On, let's go. I, and you just look at that, that opening set in your mind of running out 12 personnel to start and then it's Alshon and Deshaun on, on the other side and you go here's a quick little RPO to Jordan Howard oopsie daisy it's covered too oh no the safety didn't come over it's a touchdown for Deshaun Jackson like that's that to me is going to happen at some point in the first game like there so it, ready and just everything else is oh I'm so ready John 15 l- Sundays 15 <laughs> Sundays John I got really really excited today 15 Sunday I'm so ready it yeah. sounds like less than you would expect 15 yeah. Sundays 15 Sundays to go we can and, make it through uh, 15 Sundays yeah first impressions are are really good with this group and honestly I, I, I kept trying to look for Sharif I tried to you know uh, Andre Dillard like I said was uh, taking some some of the one reps with Wentz in there too, which I thought was great. Uh, yeah, Miles Sanders was down. Uh, uh, Clayton's the only other guy that's there. Yeah, so it wasn't really. Uh, I mean, you got a really good look at JJ. Um, uh, we mentioned that before, and outside of that, it's just same old, same old. Like guys that you know. I want the season to start. That's that's oh, your first buddy, impression. I'm I want ready. The season to I'm start. ready. All right, let's talk Chris Long because yeah. we, we. I here's my take on it. I'm pretty annoyed, John. I'm really annoyed about it. I think that I don't understand why the Eagles wouldn't want to bring this guy back. Like, why you wouldn't just offer him a bigger role. He was really effective last year when he played in the role he had. We're not talking about someone who's asking to come in and play every snap. He's just asking for the role he had last year, and I know that part of that role came from injuries and all that. What's your take on this? Because I personally, I feel like the Eagles either miscalculated the situation or just handled it poorly. Um, I don't know if they handled it poorly or not. I mean, they did. They were up front with them, and Chris was up front with them. So I, I don't think. I they, don't understand why they wouldn't want to give him more snaps, especially for someone who's such an important part of the team from a locker room perspective, a a person in the city, all yeah. that. And I get. Look, I'm I'm okay with saying if they truly believe, oh, he's done. Like he's too old. We don't want to bring him back. We don't want. I guess that's fine. I just don't. I didn't see that. I thought he was really good last year, and, yeah. and I thought he's someone you want to have here. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's done either, and I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of. I don't know. I would. I think, I think he's done. You never know. Look, you never know, right? I mean, we've seen guys who are away from the game. First month of the season happens, and they're like, "Shit, I made a bad decision. Yeah. I'm come back." It happens, but Patriots give him a call. Yeah, you know, they you never know. Him and Gronk and like, "Hey, it's week eight. We need a little we help. need you now. It's go time." 
I um, look. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I personally feel like Chris Long made it very clear to everyone out there that if the Eagles were willing to just give him a role, he'd be back, and he's not coming back. And personally, I feel like that's a mistake. Well, yeah. I I it led me to two things. One, like, um, and I think both things work here. One, they really do believe. In the younger guys totally. or the third year guys, and yes. Barnett, Sweat, yeah, bringing Vinny Curry back, those are their guys. Yeah, and you're gonna have Derek Barnett for two more years, including this one, for until you've got to make another contract decision there. So you got to get that going. I understand Josh Sweat, the same thing. Joe Osman, I guess. Uh, Vinny Curry's here to come. Way kind of too much Joe Osman love. Plug that hole. Jeez Louise. Listen, the GM said it. I he was on the practice squad last year. Can we not get so carried away? <laughs> I think he ran by me, too, uh, on the way to see her. Doug see, just the fact you have to say, like, I think he ran by me, shows who the L. Joe Osman is. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, and um, so I, I get it from that. I also, it really makes more sense to me that there is a bigger role yet to come in from the outside. Right. That that's the most reasonable explanation is like oh they're gonna make a trade for a D end or something. Yeah. And there was a, this thing going around where like you know a, a D end four doesn't really matter in Jim Schwartz's kind of system and uh, in terms of snaps sure it doesn't but in terms of impact like there's a big difference between if I would rather have Vinnie Curry or Chris Long in that role and totally Vinnie Curry hasn't exactly had a is coming off of a down year and. In Tampa, although I don't know, he's the hashtag free Vinny's been going on since he came into the league, John. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, and it's not exactly a, a spot where the Eagles skimp on either. Pass rushers, they have not, you know, and well, I told us how important the they two, are. The two things combined uh, are 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 baffling to me, actually. The uh, the the fact that you do Long and Bennett at the same time is is weird. Really weird. Yeah. Like you're fine to let Michael Bennett go at five million a year, which is I know he said he wanted more money or whatever, but you're fine to let Michael Bennett go. Yeah. But you let Michael Bennett go, and then you let Chris Long go, then all of a sudden we're relying on Josh Sweat to actually play meaningful snaps. We're relying on we don't I, look. I like Derek Burnett. I thought he had a really nice rookie year. I was bullish about his future. He hasn't played a snap of football in a long time, and we don't yeah. know what he is. We don't know what he's going to be. I just feel like this was a short-sighted move by the Eagles. And look, again, if they trade for whoever, you know, I know Jerry Hughes was the name that was thrown around. He just re-upped with the Bills. Probably not Jerry Hughes. <laughs> Can I just say that She's was like the clowny. dumbest thought on yeah. the Whatever. Planet. Whoever it is. The point is, if they trade <laughs> yeah, somebody for somebody, like I'll feel better about it. But right now, I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I... Uh, I I think it's because we have a lot less information, and that's that's a big part of it too. And if I bet once training camp and everything kind of gets settled in, hopefully they'll be like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." That's that's why because you know Barnett looks ripped as hell, and he looks like it's uh, Rocky Three in the second fight. Gary like, Barnett breakouts. Yeah, it's just yeah. like King Ching Ching. I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes that makes a ton of sense." But I, I still think that there's a move yet to be made. Um, I big or small, like it just between even even with Malcolm getting you know some extra bonus money in there or a, a restructured contract and Carson signing, there's still money to go out and get a premier pass rusher, kinda so, sorta like that mid tier guy that you can go out and trade for. So we'll have to go and wait and see uh, just kind of what happens with that. But just for Chris Long in general, and I know I wrote this on Twitter, but 
I don't think that there's been another guy that's come in and out of here so quickly that has left such a large impact on me, the fan base, and everybody that kind of root. I mean, like between him and Lane Johnson, those are your underdog masks. Like that's their concept. That's where it came from after that Atlanta game, and that set everyone's hair on fire. And the all the off the field stuff. And I know people kind of feel different, indifferent sometimes when uh, some of the stuff that Chris Long supported didn't really align with their beliefs. But between Water Boys and Team Rubicon and I don't know, donating in his entire giving up paycheck, a year of you know, salary, like, you know, whatever. There's, there's, uh, there's not a better person that I don't think I, you know, I mean, there probably is. No, but it's never been, life, it's like, never been easier to root for an eagle than for Chris. So easy. That's really yeah. the way I look at it. Is I've never felt better about rooting for a player to succeed as a person than I have for Chris Long on my team. And like you said, I mean, the dog mass, I mean, it's on the freaking ring. I mean, that is something that will live forever. We'll all remember it. That was such a big part of the run. The the sack that led, or the hit that led to the Patrick Robinson interception. I mean, there were so many big moments for Chris here. And then, like you said, I mean, just someone who is so likable, so uh, interacts with fans on Twitter, all that type of stuff. I, I think he was just the the perfect type of guy to come in here and make us fall in love with him, and he did exactly that. Uh, some quotes coming in from the locker room, because we're Ooh. recording this just as this is happening, and Jeff McClain with uh, Tim Jernigan on whether he's using the lack of action and free agency as a motivator. Simply put, you'll see in September. All right. <laughs> All right. Show me, brother. Um, Carson Wentz officially taking the podium at 235, about 35 minutes late from when they would say. So if he says anything interesting, we'll let you know uh, in the uh, next uh, couple of episodes or something like that. But uh, Johnny's not going to say anything interesting. doubt he's going to say it's Carson Wentz. Only- My man doesn't say interesting stuff in press conferences, which is good, but he doesn't. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, the only thing that I'm I'm looking to see through the timeline before we wrap things up is, is a question of something like, so Carson, do you want a new contract or something along those lines? Because my guess is he won't answer that. He's like, I mean, I'd love one. That but it's going to be signed, it, so. it's going to be something to the effect of I let my agent handle that stuff. <laughs> that is what he's going to say. I'm trying to remember the last time that Carson Wentz said something in a podium that literally shocked anybody. No, never, never or has. Said like, oh wow, that's interesting. Never. The answer is never, never. Plain Never. Jane. And that's okay. I'd rather have a plain Jane quarterback who doesn't say anything than someone who's up there just saying dumb shit all the time. Yes, uh, which he doesn't. So um, uh, what do you want to see, I guess, in the next media? What's the next thing you want to hear during, from OTAs? It's a great question. Um, huh. To me, I need to see Miles Sanders on the field. I, well, I, I, like I, I would like to know how Matt, Matt Collins' eight-week groin injury has turned into like a year or whatever. That's yeah, that's, that's a thing that is surprising to me. Um, Doug was a little bit like, ah, well. Threw a little cold water uh, on the Matt well, Collins we're thing. working him in there. Don't Doug was like, him. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with this guy. I think it was what he was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um I, look, I don't think there's anything super specific that we're going to hear. We're not going to hear that Malcolm Jenkins just showed up or whatever. You know, yeah. contract stuff is the thing you're most interested in right now. But from a on-the-field-at-OTA perspective, um, honestly, John, and, and this is not just for you, I want to hear that Sidney Jones looks good. I, I That's someone who I, for the most part, have really not given up on, but have, have placed out of my mind as someone I feel like I can count on as a real future piece of the Eagles. And he was someone who, when he was drafted, I was incredibly excited about yeah. and believed in for the future. So 
I want to keep hearing good Zinni Jones stuff. Yeah, well, and so do I. Obviously, you do. Uh, and uh, oh, here's one for you. Wentz says his knee is so strong that he doesn't feel like he needs to wear the brace well, anymore. Well, that was apparent by the fact that he didn't wear the brace today. <laughs> good news, though. So we want to hear it, Carson. Um, yeah, and more of the same. I mean, like, just I, I would like to. I, I tell you what, I would like to see Nate Sudfeld, who got a lot of the reps just with the tight ends and running backs today, solo. Uh, I would like to see a couple of deep balls from him, maybe in the next you know team team drills and things like that, and see where he is kind of really at and uh, see his progression and things like that. And then we can all overreact to it, and then everybody can say, "Hey, it doesn't matter. It's OTAs, and James will be here to remind us all of that." That is exactly that's what I do, John. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Uh, but we'll be around uh, and uh, at Go Birds Pod. And uh, five star reviews only. Just, just uh, you can say anything you want, and we'll read them. Uh, if you give us the five star reviews, we have noticed that there are a few. We're going to do those on uh, the Thursday pods or the Friday pods, I guess, during the off season, and uh, get those uh, get those in and get those rolling. We will react and comment to them. Uh, you need to go pick up your daughter. Always, John. you should not be a bad father neglector. Always, she's so. the best, man. She's super cute. <laughs> she is. She is super cute. Uh, and uh, I will. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but we'll be at OTAs. I think, I think you'll figure it out. We'll be at OTAs. You will be at John Barger on Twitter. A lot of great OTA content. Uh, and there'll be highlights on the Facebook and the Instagram at uh, Go Bird Spot if you missed anything uh, that the Eagles or the 50 other beat reporters didn't tweet out. Uh, <laughs> we will. We will have it there for you as well. Uh, for James Seltzer, I'm John Barcher. This has been the Go Birds Podcast. Right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds!